Welcome to the Self-Value Podcast, where self-discovery is your superpower. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Sue Bryce and our lineup of amazing guests. Together, we'll explore the distinct connections between self-value, relationships, career growth, and financial abundance. Through real personal stories and expert wisdom, we'll arm you with sustainable tools and strategies to become the best version of yourself and create the life of your dreams. This week on the Self Value Podcast, Sue Bryce interviews the most amazing girls, Mercedes and Anastasia Corngut. These two sisters are already entrepreneurs with their own business, even though they are still teenagers. Anastasia and Mercedes are on a mission to help all people find more happiness in their life through their company called Small Bits of Happiness. And it is just so incredible to see all of the things they have built so far. In addition to sharing about their business, they also talk about the challenges teenagers face with forming their identity and the need for strong connection and communication with parents. This whole conversation shows the power of self-value and the impact of creating a business at a young age, and I'm so excited to introduce Anastasia and Mercedes. Hi, everyone. I would like to introduce two amazing teenagers, Mercedes and Anastasia Corngart. They are teen social entrepreneurs who started their business, which is Small Bits of Happiness. And that is their business. They were 13 and 11 when they started. They are now 15 and 13. They have a passion for helping individuals of all ages find more happiness in their everyday life and connect parents with their children. After starting their business by posting happiness tips on social media, they've grown their online platform to include a podcast, Hack Your Happiness. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, um, where they interview Olympians and authors and more iconic individuals like me. (laughs) They just interviewed me on their podcast. And when I met these girls, I said, I have to uh, interview you on self-value. And so they're sharing their happiness advice and life hacks. Um, They're two sisters. They understand the importance of tangible products. They've designed a collection of happiness tools, including a game called Mission, uh, Small Bits of Happiness, a calendar, a happiness calendar, a clothing collection, and jewelry. Mercedes and Anastasia's unique story and products are regularly highlighted by Canadian national media. And I met you girls because you asked me to be on your podcast. So the first thing I'm going to say is hi and welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. <laughs> And then secondly, I was like, I have a whole lot of questions for you because what really struck me was your age. Obviously, um, I had a big, strong personality at 13 and 15, but nobody gave me a podcast microphone. (laughs) How did you get here? I want to know what actually made you want to start all of it. Um, Obviously, little bits of happiness and you're 11 and 13, and then, so of all the products you've created, what was the first one that you created? Yeah, so we started very much digital. So we started when I was 13, and Anastasia was 11, and so we were both kind of on the brink of teenagehood. I mean, I was on the brink of teenagehood. She was like kind of living vicariously through me, I would say, Um, because at this point, the pandemic was just kind of getting started, and there was lots of friendship issues, hormonal changes, all of that. And 
um, we were feeling very sad, very stressed, and it was a difficult time for us, as well as our peers and our friends. So what we decided to do, and because what really helped us was focusing on the small good things that happen every day, what we decided to do was share how to find the small bits of happiness in every day online, on social media, because that's where teenagers are easy to reach. They spend a lot of their time on there. Um, so we p- would post like and we still do, but we started by posting like weird but true facts, funny videos, happiness hacks, which is like different things you can do to find more happiness in your day. Um, and from there, we grew that onto online. Um, um, I built our website, smallbitsofhappiness.com, which was definitely a learning experience in itself, but a really great experience too. Um, and there we have our blog called Bits, um, and we have the science of happiness broken down. We have like some um, written interviews with Olympic athletes and authors, etc. And then our first product that we designed, that's like a tangible product, um, because it's important to have something I think that you can physically yeah. put down on a shelf or have in your room or doing it with your family around the, t- the table at dinner time. And that is the mission small bits of happiness game. Um, so basically it has a hundred unique, fun, and simple activities to do to feel happier daily. So you do one card per day to build happy habits and learn what makes you feel happier. And also a big part of what we try to do is help parents connect with their kids and their teenagers. So that's kind of the goal of the Mission Swamps of Happiness game. And it's been really effective, um, in helping moms and parents connect with their kids. Okay. So of all the things that you've created and started, what is all those things? What is the one that you get the most traction from right away? Is it the podcast or is it the products? Yeah. So I think that uh, what immediately kind of became really interesting was that our game, again, Mission Small Bits of Happiness really gained the interest of, you know, online platforms, the news, because it was just so unique. It's a game with 100 unique things that you can do every day. And it's just specifically designed to bring people together. And I think that um, when media and people noticed this, they just got really interested and thought that this was just such a great idea. And on top of that, there's nothing like this around. And it also helps you form happiness habits uh, because it takes 21 days to make a habit and 90 days to make a permanent lifestyle change. And the beauty of the game is that it goes over a hundred. So you're slowly integrating happiness into your daily life. I love that. Do you consider yourself entrepreneurs? Clearly you do. That was my question. But then I read all of those incredible products you make. So as teenage entrepreneurs, Where do you feel like you're getting the most incredible experience right now starting all of this that you're seeing maybe your peers around you going, you have a business, you have a podcast, you make money. Like what what sort of are you seeing in that world? And does that make you want to be self-employed and carry on being a creator? Yes. Well, I think we've both, at least I have, I can't speak for us, but I think we've both found a true passion in business as well as in helping others and helping others find happiness and helping them form those connections within a family. Um, Our peers have been very supportive and it's been great having like focus groups with our friends as well as with other teenagers and other kids and tweens to find out what brings them happiness and help us develop more products and make it as kind of approachable to teenagers and their family as possible. Um, So I would say that 
I mean, I'm 15. And as far as I know, this is what I want to keep doing. Um, Of course, never know what the future holds. But yeah, but also the response that we've gotten from moms and also even teachers uh, have just brought them to tears at the opportunity to connect with their children. I just think that we've just entered this whole new market that I think is just really touching. Well, you know, I think most parents want a deep connection with their teenagers and are probably struggling to do that. So the fact that it's coming from teenagers is really, really incredible. What are you two seeing as entrepreneurs that are creating happiness products? What are you seeing teenagers want right now? I think that one of the biggest things is being a teenager, like I said, has always been difficult. It's always been hard. There's, you know, more responsibilities. Your hormones are changing. There's friendship issues. You're trying to figure out what's going on and everything's changing. And then you add post-pandemic life and you add war and you add climate change and you add all these additional stressors and it just, it becomes a lot to handle. And I think that teenagers are trying not only to figure out what is going on and who they are as a person, but they're also trying to form meaningful relationships because I think that's a big part of happiness that we seek is having a supportive network of family and of friends. And so as teen entrepreneurs, what we've really noticed is how valuable and how important that parent-to-child connection is, but how difficult it can be sometimes to know as a parent and as a teenager how to form that connection. Um, And so that's really what our products and our podcast and our goal is, a big part of our mission is to help form those connections because they really can bring so much happiness. How have both of you felt putting your voice out there and finding your confident voice, like finding your big girl voice, because that's what you're doing. You're not speaking in a little teenage voice. And all of my nieces and nephews, when they got into their teenagers, I would always say, use your big girl voice now. Like, you know, my nieces would like use their like little teenage voice. And I was like, you're not a kid anymore. Use your big girl voice. And like finding your voice is really a big thing. And then putting it out there is a big thing. You're both very young doing it. How have you both grown in the last two years now that you're finding confidence in your voice, but also you must be getting a lot of feedback from young ones saying, you're really helping me, or I want to be like you, or how do I become more like you? And you're realizing that just in doing this confident thing, you're now becoming a light for other people, because that's what we just talked about on your podcast is when you embody it, you are this thing. And instead of having other people tell you and validate you, you know who you are and what you do. So like, how are you finding both of you? What is the, what were you most afraid of when you started doing this? And what have you been the most surprised by in finding your own confidence? I think that for me, I was really scared of what other people like my peers would think of me. And when I started out, I was like, oh, well, like, what if my friends find my social media? I think that, like we talked about before on our podcast, what was the worst thing that would happen? And it started happening. Like my friends found the account. And one time she came up to me and she was like, I found your account on TikTok. And she was like, you have a lot of followers. Good job. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And then more and more of my friends started following me. And it just kind of became this thing that I was like, if somebody didn't know and they're like, oh, oh, what are, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I thought everybody knew. Um, and it slowly kind of became like, I became more comfortable with people knowing what I was doing and also kind of becoming more confident, also like public speaking and putting myself out there because, you know, I just didn't really care as much what people thought of me. 
And for me, I would say, well, when Anastasia and I were much younger, we had a Barbie YouTube channel <laughs> where we would like have Barbies and like act out stories and film this. And our YouTube channel did really well. Like one oh of our God. videos yeah. got a million views. Others got like hundreds of thousands. They did really well. And then our friends found out about our YouTube channel. Cause later on we started posting more lifestyle yeah. videos. We would post like slime challenge or like, I don't know, pause challenge where I pause the remote and then she has to stop doing whatever she's doing. And people from school would like watch these videos and then they would come up to us and sometimes they would leave like not super kind comments on the videos and like we became I became very self-conscious and stopped doing that completely so with moments of happiness I was like they're not gonna know like they're just not gonna know so I didn't tell anybody about it for the first year and a half and no not a year and a half maybe the first year yeah. I didn't tell anybody for the first year and they did kind of find out on their own um and then I was I just gave up and I was like if we're being on the news channel in our hometown we can't expect them not to know and I think that that was my biggest fear was people knowing about it and talking to me about it and having the same type of thing that happened with our Barbie channel happen again. But I think that people thought it was so cool. And honestly, I, I think that our peers have been so supportive yeah. and so friendly about it. And just again, noticing that the worst thing that could happen is that they would know about it and that that is kind of inevitable. Like I'm not going to sacrifice um, doing well with moments of happiness just for somebody not to know about it. So yeah. What are you learning the most from all of your interviews on the podcast? What have you learned the most about, well, about life, about all of it, about happiness? I would say there's so much incredible information from our podcast, but one of the most important things I've found people talking about is leaning into your authentic self. Like almost everyone that we talked to were like, what would you tell your teenage self? And a lot of people say some variation of, be yourself, be authentic to yourself and do what is best for yourself. And I think that as hearing this as a teenager myself, it's really encouraged me to just kind of go for it and not care if someone thinks that what I'm doing as a passion is not good. It's, it's taught me that, that that's not as important as doing what I love. Yeah. So, you know, that was my response when you asked me what I would say would be to embrace and be bold and embrace my authentic self. So what we're really saying that in terms of self-value when we're saying our authentic self is who I am on the inside, who I want to be, and really being okay with that. So that means as teenagers, what you guys are doing and what you're seeing is that everybody's just unfolding and they just want to know who they are. So it's got to be in a place where you feel good about unfolding and that you like who you are as you unfold it. What about you, Anastasia? How do you feel about that? Well, I think that like very, very similar to that. I think the advice that I've had is also surround yourself with people that you admire and you want to be more like, because I know it's sometimes hard in like high school and middle school to be surrounded by people, but find people that also make you feel good, that don't put you down and just try to be around people that, you know, you want to be more like, like if they're, for example, if they're really successful in their sports and they're really striving for the best just because maybe you're not also into sports doesn't mean you can't be around them because again, they're still a good influence. They're still really passionate about something. They're still following their dreams. And yeah. And also like, for example, if 
a team isn't being the most supportive of them, um, or if you find that your school isn't supporting you the most, or if you just don't connect with the teacher, you can just switch to the class. You can switch schools. You can change teams. You can just kind change of, your surroundings. Don't be so afraid that, to yeah. leave a situation that's not serving you. So you can thrive better. Excellent. I love that. Gosh, you guys are learning some very, very big lessons. What are you seeing as the biggest challenges of youth, teenagers, and your peers today when it comes to accepting themselves and just being confident as teenagers in themselves? I would say that similar to what Esther just talked about, having a supportive, uplifting, inspiring network and community and relationships is so important, especially as we're trying to discover who we are. And it's important to our confidence because when we're surrounded by people who value us, it is easier as a teenager to learn that, hey, it's okay to be me. Um, But I think because of the pandemic, uh, a lot of teenagers have missed out on the opportunity to form these important friendships and relationships because Mm -hmm. of that, like almost two to three year gap, that virtual relationships and talking to somebody over FaceTime is just not the same as hanging out together in person and that Mm -hmm. forming that genuine connection. Um, So I would say that that, that's one of the biggest struggles I think for teenagers right now is making up for lost time and forming genuine uplifting connections. And that's why we focus so much as well on family connection, because throughout it all, our family is there for us. And um, I think that working on that connection between parents and teenagers um, and kind of bringing them together is vital to confidence and having that empowering network around us. Oh, this is fun and exciting. If you could, who would be the person you want to interview? Like your, who would be your golden goose? Who, if you got in both of you in your sights that you're like, one day I'm going to podcast this person. Who is it? Who do you think, Anastasia? Um, I personally, I grew up with watching and like cooking <laughs> with my mom and I love Jamie Oliver. And so I think because he also has done so much work with kids and stuff, I really think that one of my idols and people to all to interview would be Jamie Oliver, definitely. Ooh, cool. Right, you, Mercedes? Um, I would have to say, I think, hmm, that's a, t- that's a tough one. <laughs> Um, I would say, okay, this is really reaching for the stars, but I would say Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say, you could say Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say Taylor Swift because I think that she is absolutely so inspiring and amazing. And the way she's built her empire and like mm-hmm. just managed to, to, you know, inspire so many young women out there to embrace who they are and not be afraid to change, whether it's changing song genres or anything like that. And also I watched her documentary and I know that she's spoken about this, but her experience with her body image um, and how she struggled with that, but how it's okay to overcome it and still be in the public eye, but you know, fuel your body and be okay with how a healthy body looks, I think is just, again, so beautiful and inspiring to me um, because I know so many teenagers, so many teenagers struggle with their body image. And so that would be my golden goose. (laughs) Oh yeah, that would be a good golden goose, that one. All right. So I want to ask, um, if you think about it, a lot of people might look at two young girls, sisters who have their own podcast and they think, oh, these girls like being online, they like attention, they like being on camera. But when you actually 
get into your podcast and it's got a lot of good library and you've you've done the work and now you're getting more and more people and now you're getting a really strong message in there and you're building products, you really have created a business. And there's a big difference between looking like you are making money online and actually having a business that makes money. Obviously, too, you have parents that are helping you be entrepreneurs, which is incredibly lucky. I did not have that opportunity. My parents were very hardworking, as I told you on your podcast, but that didn't translate to being self-employed or having parents that could teach me business. Now, I know that when it would be easy to look at you two and say, oh, these girls are pretty and they like to be on camera, but you're really building a business at 13 and 15. And I'm sure when you started at 11 and 13, it just felt like fun things to do. But now you're really seeing it. Are you understanding the impact of what you're building right now? Like, okay, you asked me a question that said, if I could go back to my teenage self and tell myself, you know, the best piece of advice, you are in that age right now where you are going to look back in 20 years, maybe at this video and say, look, we were being interviewed here we, uh, by Sue Bryce. And like, do you understand what you're doing in business? Because I feel like the way we set up school and college is unless your parents are teaching you about money and teaching you how to monetize and be self-employed, it's not something you learn. And that's why when I went out into the workforce and I was getting paid nothing because I didn't have any qualifications or any experience, I was like, how am I ever going to make it in this world? And if somebody had been there as a leader, like if I'd been a teenager looking at you two, that would give me the belief that I could be in business. And so what you're doing right now is actually creating a business that you're monetizing and you're building something that will change the way you live the rest of your life. Do you understand this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we work so many hours a day and I I channel, we all channel yeah. all of our energy in this. And the only reason I think we can truly do it is because like you talked about in our podcast, we love it so much. And we are so lucky that other people find it helpful because I think that there is such a need for more happiness, even just a little bit more in this world. Um, and I. I, every day we make progress and it is so beautiful to me to think back to where we were a year ago, to where I was two years ago, to where we were like thinking back to when I was like 10 years ago, I was five years old and thinking back to like, that's not even that much time, but it's so rewarding to just see how we went from making videos on Instagram and on TikTok to being able to be interviewed by you and to being able to go to like breakfast television and talk about our experiences and our products and our journey and like it's it's crazy <laughs> but what does it feel like and obviously you know you're starting a business what part of that business makes you feel like you know like I talked about the verb of doing it um even for me, creating income excites me, like, because it's my income, it's in my business. So what part of it excites you the most of building the business, not doing that, the things? I think that like, getting the feedback, like, like, when you're reaching out to people, you're asking them, hey, like, we'd love to interview you. And they're coming back saying, yeah, we'd love to. 
or when you're reaching to stores saying, hey, like, would you like to carry our product? And they're saying, yeah, we'd love to. It just feels like you're really progressing. And then saying, because right now we're in 13 stores, right? Yes. And so that's just really crazy for mm-hmm. 13 stores to be carrying our product. And it just feels like we've come so far. And it just feels like we've been also really validated. Like For, for our- me... I would say that the feeling that I get from working on Small Bits of Happiness and all that it encompasses is honestly like a love for working. Like I love, I love it. And it, it helps me with my stress. It helps me with relationships because like with self-value, when you feel fulfilled, like I know that I, if my friendships, like like it happens in high school, your friendships come and they go and I feel, of course I feel upset about it, but not as nearly as upset as I was three years ago when my friendships were not going well, because I know that I am fulfilled in other ways and I can make things happen on my own and with my family. And I am enough without other people and people who can't see what I bring to them. They, they have other people and it's okay. Friendships come and go like seasons. And I've learned so much just like that. Like, I've learned so much about how to deal with negative events in your life um, and having a positive outlet that I can constantly go to like small bits of happiness and work on and help others is just so rewarding. What about you, Anastasia? What yeah, about I think business it, has been so exciting about building the business part? Yeah, I mean, I think every day when you just keep coming back to work and you feel like, you know, I want to be here, it just feels like, I just feel really excited you know, to kind of feel like you're in the middle of something that's growing and just, I just, I just feel really excited coming to work. Like, I know we work upstairs in our kitchen, but it's just really (laughs) exciting. Oftentimes I'll be at school and I'm like, I can't wait to come home and help give other people happiness. It just, it really excites me. I challenge you both to stop saying the word work and change it to create. Uh, you don't work, you create, you're clearly content curators, you're clearly business creators. So you're creators. And you know, when you create, you don't work anyway. You really just don't. Um, What are the top three tips to bring happiness to any person right now? what What would you say your top three happiness tips are that you constantly are saying, constantly delivering to people? I would say make a list of three good things that happened to you today, because no matter how bad a day that you are having, think of three things, think of three good things that happened. And they can be the tiniest thing. Maybe it's, oh, I had a really good sandwich for lunch. Or maybe it's, there's a very pretty sunset outside. Or maybe it's that dog out there looks so adorable because that is a small bit of happiness and you have to look for it because if you're just constantly in your little shell of, oh, it's a bad day. This person didn't talk to me. I did bad on this. Now I'm going to be late because of the traffic. Like there's so much negative stuff that can happen, but there's also so much good stuff. So my first, I think the first tip would be make a list, whether it's mental, maybe write it down. It is very beneficial to write it down or like have a note on your phone, write down those three things there or talk about it. Like, um, at the dinner table with your family, everyone go around and say a few good things that happened to you today. Uh, I think mine also, the second one is just also look for uh, one thing that you're really excited for. Like for me, I actually started this on accident when I was, I think, 11 or 10 because I started Invisalign and I was like, oh my God, every week I get to be excited for something because I'm changing my trays. And you and get so to see your teeth I subconsciously coming straighter. started thinking, 
oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And so now I, I still have that. I'll just be standing there. I'm like, I'm so excited. And I'm like, wait, I actually don't know what for. So I'll just start thinking, what am I excited for? Because your body doesn't know what's happening. Your brain's thinking something. Your body thinks it's happening right now. <laughs> exactly. So I just think that also just feeling excited for something because when I'm having a bad week, even just waiting for Christmas, I love Christmas. <laughs> um, just waiting for Christmas is just really, it's like, you know what? It's okay. Christmas is coming. And I also think that for the third tip, I would say is go outside because I know it can be difficult in winter or regardless where you live. Maybe it's really warm outside. Maybe it's raining outside. Maybe it's snowing outside, but going outside has so many benefits. And I know I have to push myself to go outside, but, but, um, when you go outside, it really is such a time that your brain gets to unwind. It calms you down. It releases. Vitamin D. It's just like a happiness a hack. And also it's a great time to, to, to go with a friend or a family member and talk about your day. Maybe talk about what you're excited for and what you're happy about. Like it's, it's just a beautiful way to unwind. And so maybe I'll, put means- in, I'll put in my one because I want to add to yours because okay, yes. I like both of those. Mine is a love list, which is very similar. It's not a gratitude list. It's not a wish list. It's when you just say, I love. So I'll just go, I love the clouds when they look like animals. I love beautiful big trees and sitting under them. I love walking in the cool. I love sitting in the sun. I love hopping in my pool. I love reading a book. I love watching this movie. I love hanging out with these people. I love this music. Oh, I love these clothes. I love my hair. I love my lipstick today. I love, you know, like I just start everything with I love and I just think of everything I love and it can just get my mind out of a negative focus really, really quickly. And I think about everything I love in my life and I just keep going and I'll do it really fast and I flow and I just sort of either write it or say it out loud. And it feels so good because I'll just be talking about something I love. And like you said, I'll look down and I'll have goosebumps and my body is feeling like it's in love and it's having a good time. And all I'm doing is thinking about all the things that bring me great love. So you know, it really is a mood resetter and it really does make you feel good. And just like you said, once you get on that roll of, I love this, I love that, it just starts coming to you like, oh, and I also really love that. Oh and my that God, yes. also, and it just mm. kind of gets going. Now you said that you want to connect parents to their kids and that's cool. I want to connect parents to their kids too, especially in self-value because all parents want their children to have self-value. And I know the best person to teach them that is the parents that demonstrate it. But to me, I kind of look at it and I think, um, but you're teenagers and you speak to a lot of teenagers. What are parents doing wrong with their teenagers from your perspective, especially when it comes to kids feeling like they just trying to find their identity and why are parents not connecting? What would you say to all the mum and dads out there about how you're speaking to me as a teenager or what we're seeing all the time with teenagers? Or maybe you think we're not letting teenagers be autonomous enough in themselves. What do you see and feel around that? I would say communication is key and sitting down with your teenager and talking to them about what 
brings you happiness? What do you want to do? How can we work together? Instead of like having this separation between teenager wants and then parent says no, and then teenager wants and parent says no. Instead, how can we work together to make sure that you feel happy and fulfilled? And that doesn't mean I get it. You can't have everything you want, but how can you feel like the most satisfied and having, I think, conversations about so you can create a balance. Yeah, and how and just having conversations kind of helps you connect and bond and yeah. and that's why in our game that's why we put together so many different conversation topics as well as different activities because I know how difficult it can be to find a time to sit down and talk, but I think that that is something that like not just the parent talking to the teenager, but actually listening from a genuine perspective what your teenager has to say. And so if you were saying it to teenagers out there that want to get their parents to come to the table, what would a teenager, what would you tell a teenager to say to bring mum and dad to the table where they're being heard and they're being seen and they're being heard? I would say that it's important to be open and I know what it feels like to be afraid sometimes because you're like, what if my parents are disappointed in me or upset with me or... You never know what um, someone's reaction is going to be, but it's just that taking a second, saying, hey, mom, hey, dad, can we talk? Um, and just having a dinner conversation. Yeah. I think also a really important thing this is to make sure that when you're having your conversation is it's, it's okay to, you know, have emotions and stuff. But again, just also trying not to, if, for example, they say, no to something that you proposed not to get overly defensive and also I think it's important to know and I know you said this in our podcast but it doesn't always have to be your parents yeah if you need to talk to somebody about something like maybe if you're a teenager and you think that you know you need to talk to somebody you're feeling really confused lost stressed unhappy you don't know what to do just talking to like you said a coach or a teacher or like a aunt an uncle a grandparent like there's many different people that you can go to and relationships that you can find comfort yeah in. when it comes to self-value and after our interview and talking I what I hear the most is for teenagers it's not too much about body image yet it's not too much about broken relationships yet it might be about I'm not connecting with my family um, mostly it seems to be around identity and identity is the big one because as you're forming your teenage identity and then your young adult identity, you will try and push back and do all these things to become this identity. But when it comes to valuing the self as a teenager, what are the things that you see the most around you in people not valuing themselves? Like where do you think the self-value portion comes into being teenagers? I think that, I mean, I think it is about body image and I think it is about um, relationships, but I think all of that stems from the identity. And I think that when as teenagers we're struggling with knowing who we are and we feel like we can't control different factors in our environment like war or post-pandemic life or how other people in school or high school or around us in our environment are acting, we internalize that and we take it out on ourselves. And I think that that's where a lot of the times comparison and body image issues and pushing people away can come from because we see a stressor in the world and we internalize it. And therefore that takes an impact on our self-value because we are not seeing how other people might value us or maybe the stress is kind of deteriorating our own self-value. And then I think the biggest challenge for teenagers is 
separating themselves and their own value from what is happening in our world um, and how other people are, you know, acting and reacting and just kind of recognizing that you are your own little separate entity and just because some th some stressors are going on in the world, maybe school is getting difficult, maybe there's, you know, so many terrible world events like war going on, um, but just recognizing that your identity is still you and yeah. Yeah. You know, a real feeling of self-value and knowing yourself is really a feeling of security in this world. Sometimes when you have really supportive parents, you have a feeling of safety in this world. And for those that don't have supportive relationships and their families, yes, you grow up with a whole lot of different stuff. But one of the things you grow up with is a feeling of never belonging and a feeling of never being safe. So when you love yourself, and sometimes you have to learn how to love yourself because nobody taught you how, when you love yourself, that's one of the first things that you really understand is that with the self-love comes a sense of safety insecurity that doesn't come with anything else. And I, I think a lot of people are very lucky to get that from mum and dad. But if you don't have that from your mum and dad, you could feel very isolated and not know who you are. But when you do find out who you are, you do feel very, very safe in this world. And then all of a sudden you start to feel like you belong in this world instead of not belonging. And like that is a beautiful thing. I'm so blown away by both of you. What I'm going to enjoy the most is watching you grow up in the next 10 years and what you become because we're all becoming and I can't wait to see you become more and more. I love that at 13 and 15, you've found your passion to create and you found your voice and now you get to inspire all those people around you. Please don't lose sight of the fact that you've built a business in your teenage life, a business. And I love coaching creatives and helping them monetize their creative passions. And I would love for people to come to their full self-value, their full confidence, and their fullest power sustaining themselves in their own income. Like that is my greatest passion and motivation in life to teach self-value and teach business. So when I saw what you'd created at your age, I really needed you to come onto this podcast. So you can talk to other young entrepreneurs because I wish I had been just like you as a teenager. So don't, for me, I don't want you to lose sight of the power of creating this business and how you can have a holistic business with purpose and love and fill that and help people and change people's lives all around the world just because you were bold enough to put your voice and your face out there and, you know, do something about it. So this is what excites me the most about watching you both grow up. But also remember this, that as teenagers, while you are a teenager, you have the voice of teenagers. You have the voice to speak to your peers. You have the voice to speak for your peers. And so whatever you're really seeing in this world, don't stop sharing that. Don't stop connecting whatever that gap is between mum and dad and teenagers just trying to find themselves. Don't stop connecting that because it's so beautiful. And yeah, I'm really, really blown away. So if you could, um, I want you to think about everything you're doing and creating in your career separately, just for yourselves. Don't think of it collectively, just for yourself. I just want you to finish with telling me what is your 
insight moving forward in the next maybe, well, for the rest of your teenage life, how would you like to connect with your peers, lead your peers, and what would you like to develop personally in yourself? I think that, I think for me, I would love to have, you know, some strong connections, but I think my main goal is to focus a lot on myself, but also learn, you know, what do teens around me, what are my friends kind of struggling with and kind of how I can kind of help them, but also at the same time, just kind of create these kinds of relationships where it's not all give or not all just take. Um, So it's just kind of like a balance. So I think a really big focus for me is just to just be around people that, you know, energize me, get me excited so that, you know, I, outside of, you know, my creative work, I also have a really great network. I think that I kind of have two. So on like a, on a personal side, I want to work on like kind of elevating my own self because I think the only way to truly go is like to elevate yourself. So kind of what Anastasia touched on, like surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, who are succeeding in business, learning from them. And that's why I love the interviews we do because they're all people who have succeeded and who are like iconic at something. And it's so amazing to me to hear their words of advice and implement that into my own lifestyle. Um, And so for my personal goal, um, I guess for the rest of my teenage is to continue elevating myself. And like, you know, um, I attend events with my parents. I like to meet different people, watch interviews, watch podcasts, um, listen to podcasts and just learn because I think that that's the only way to elevate yourself. And on like a more business side, I think that for small bits of happiness, I think happiness comes in different forms for different people. And one of our main goals is to expand into different, I like to call them pillars. So like we've got like the the shop pillar and we've got the podcast pillar. And I've also written a book and maybe, maybe a few more, a few more books, but right now I'm working on getting the first book out because I think having like a, like a visual element as well as important as like a reading element. We're also working on speaking engagements. So I want to continue to grow that and just spread happiness in a variety of forms so that everybody can kind of experience it in their own way. Well, it doesn't get better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of it and I'm here to watch it. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much, ladies. Go forth with a big, strong voice and speak your truth always. Like, unfold, as I said, and I'm really, I love, 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 love watching teenagers create business. I love watching anybody create business. I feel like that was the greatest transformation in my life was learning to monetize myself because it's more than just putting yourself out there. It's really finding your voice. It's finding your value. It's learning how to do equal exchange in everything you do. It's learning to work with purpose. It's learning to build with your purpose. And you are already about 15 years ahead of me because I didn't start my business until I was 30, <laughs> three zero. <laughs> and that, that feels like a long time ago. As you get into your 20s and 30s, you're going to probably understand the impact of what you created even more because right now you're so um, joyful around the creating of it and the, you know, the verb of what you're doing instead of looking at what you've actually created. So 
mind-blowing. Um, I love your podcast. Thank you for the interview. It was wonderful. And I'm so glad I got to share you with our listeners. And for any people out there with teenagers, make sure that they listen to Hack Your Happiness because it's a great podcast. And it turns out these girls have products and blogs and games and all sorts of incredible things. So I'm just really honored to have been able to interview you and to meet both of you. And I look forward to watching you become even more. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. This is like, a, this is huge for us because we've been watching you for years, like with our mom on Creative Live and like so inspiring with your business and your entrepreneurship. And, and we've been listening amazing. to your podcast oh, yes. for so long. I remember when we were younger. Car drives. I remember when we were younger. I actually remember vividly pretending to have a Barbie that was on your podcast. So now I am the Barbie. So... You know, I was a Barbie girl too. Like I had Barbie dolls. I had a Barbie doll townhouse. Like I was Barbie. So, you know, Barbie went cool for quite a few years there. And like it, Barbie represented something entirely different until this new wave of sort of the the rebirth of Barbie. And so for me, it was like my entire career was built. I built my first business. My mum came through my business. And at the time I was 32, 33. And she walked through my business. She looked at me and she said, well, you've been playing with Barbies your whole life. And this is just the adult version of it. So you can imagine how thrilled I was when they wrote the new Barbie movie and Barbie gets a whole new spin on life because that was a big part of my life. So yeah. thank you, ladies. Um, I look forward to watching your continued success. Good luck with your podcast. And I'm thank so you. glad that everyone out there got to meet you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Value Podcast. If you want even more about self-value to start changing your own life, head over to selfvalue.com where you can find all of the education you need to start reaching your full potential. Also, your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? We really appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, but don't forget to head over to selfvalue.com.